Hey guys, happy, happy new year and welcome to On the Path with Cheryl Nemhard. Happy new year, y'all. It's a brand new year, 2021, and we are so happy to say sayonara to 2020. It's a fresh start, a fresh new year with new ideas, new opportunities, and a clean slate for God to write our chapters in. I hope you're excited about the year ahead. And hey, if it's your first time tracking with me, I'm so happy that you're with us. We get into the real... Uh, I call it the real talk. We get into the nitty and the gritty and we talk about the things that matter. We are learning from one another. It's the idea that not everyone has arrived. We are all teachers and students at the same time. So we're learning from the trials, the triumphs, the challenges from others as they share the lessons they have learned. And we all grow in this journey called life. And we understand that God is the author and finisher of our journey. So we surrender That's the big word this year. We are surrendering. I'd love to know how you are surrendering to the hand of God in this year. And guys, speaking about getting ready for a new year, I am so excited to bring part two of an incredible conversation we've been having with the one and only Jo Saxton. I love her. She is a powerhouse woman, a friend of mine, and I'm privileged to call her a sister. Let me tell you a little bit about her. She's an author, speaker, podcast host, and a leadership host coach as well. She is dedicated to growing leadership teams around the world and empowering women to find their purpose and their personal lives in leadership. She is the author of many books. The one that we are talking about today is Ready to Rise, Own Your Voice, Gather Your Community, Step Into Your Influence. Guys, I have heard nothing but praise, reviews, and the DMs are filling up, y'all. The conversation we had in part one, if you have not heard it, I encourage you maybe to listen to that first because it is unreal. And we're picking it up in just a couple of seconds with part two as we now get ready to rise. Are you ready to rise this year? Are you ready to step into the bold things that God has for you? If you are, you know what I'm going to tell you. Get your pens out, get your pencils out because honey, we are going into the classroom of life and we are talking about getting ready to rise in 2021 with the one and only Joe Saxton here on On The Path. You're listening to On The Path Podcast with Cheryl Nemhart. Follow Cheryl Nemhart on all social media platforms. For those of you that tuned in to our last episode, you were absolutely encouraged as I was. You were set on fire with this understanding that in the midst of it all, as much as we want to throw in the towel and white flag people, God is with us. He is not surprised. He is not thrown by what has taken place. He is faithful and that we need to hope. And we spoke about hope as this raw, uh, defiant stance in the midst of the darkness. Hope as a weapon. Hope as a shield. Not this warm and fuzzy that won't keep us when it gets really, really hard. And we had a beautiful reflection on how we should look at 2020 and how we should reposition ourselves for 2021. And we talked about hope as a seed. I want to start there with you, Joe. Let's plant some seeds of hope now for people. Mm. We begin to shift into 2020. Now we're getting ready to sort of cross over into, into, into the new. Yeah. Um, How do we finish strong? Yeah. How do we prepare to rise? Give me both. 
Yeah, I think finishing strong is just knowing that you'll carry your, it carries you across the finish line. I wouldn't, you know, um, there are times when I've done long distance running and it's agony. <laughs> the, last, the last couple of miles are agony. And to be honest, all, all you can do is breathe and put one foot in front of the other. Because I am a marathon, you know what I mean? I'm not a half marathon runner. I do it. I've done it. I've done them. But I'm not like, that's not me on a Saturday morning. It's just one foot. In, so in some ways, if you put one foot in front of the other and keep breathing, we're good. We're good. Um, you know, I think we underestimate there was some Ephesians, but when you've done everything to stand, just hold on. Hold on to what you have. You, and you're like, I'm just hanging on. You're doing fantastic. Um, I would say if you're feeling especially vulnerable, like I, I, there was, um, when I was doing a run one time uh, and coming to that last mile of the half marathon set, and I could see a woman stopping. I'm like, no, no, you don't get to stop. You don't get it. She's like, I can't. I said, no, 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 no. We, you can't stop. So here's what we're going to do. You, you and I are going to run together. And we're just going to pace it and pace it and pace it and pace it. And you're going to get across the finish line. And I think if you know that you are at a point or you see someone in your life, then you, you, you circle back and you say, okay, we're not done. We, we run this together. Whether that means every day you text them, every day you pray together, every day you send them encouragement, you send them that little gift card that just lifts their spirits. You do that. You know what I mean? You um, set, like, send flowers, deliver treats, but you just keep that just keep showing up and saying one foot in front of the other. That's all you got to do. You, and, and until we're the finished line, that may be what some of us need. Um, and, and in terms of preparing, I've, I mean, I've been thinking a lot about this one and thinking, I have no idea what the future holds. You know, I have no idea. No. I have no idea. I'm like, Lord, do we have a word for the year? Do you want to give me it? I can't even remember what the word for 2020 was. And I'm glad I don't because I'd only be disappointed. So <laughs> I know it, I know it didn't happen, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, so I think I'm preparing what I, what we know, what I think we all know is that tw- January the 1st is not going to be some cut a ribbon ceremony where everything is back to whatever normal was. Right. Um, or whatever our personal normal was. Um, we know that, um, that there is some struggle to come. So, I, I know that I show up best for challenging times by having slept, by having, by resting, like taking care of myself physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, financially, not doing some crazy blowout spending that is going to hurt. I did that one Christmas, Cheryl. Let's just say it hurts in January, <laughs> particularly when all your family's birthdays are in also in that month of January. It's like, yeah, undo it. Yeah, yeah. So so I, so I, I would ask you, part of your preparation now is, um, like, like for me, as I'm processing all of this stuff, sleep has come hard. It's come hard. So I'm like, okay, I need to be getting myself to bed earlier because I need to be resting. What does rest look like? I've been counseling a few things here and there, saying I can't do that, adding some no's where I used to put yeses. Why? Because I need to rest. Right. So I need to rest because I, I show up better when I, I, this is, it's kind of like my life has taken a deep breath yeah. to step into the next thing. So practical, but so needed. Yeah. Please keep going. People, I think people don't, don't think about things like that. Yeah. I think of like, you know, what, what, how am I doing mentally? What am I reading? That's helping me, um, therapy appointment, making sure it's in, do you know what I mean? And, and knowing how long I can leave it before another one, <laughs> all of these things. Why? Because this year has been a doozy. And I am a human being. I am not a superhero. So therefore, I would rather have the awkwardness of getting therapy than the real awkwardness of needing it and my family being impacted by it and my children having memories on account of the life I did not resolve. 
Mm. And 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 the, the and the and the shards of my brokenness cutting their hearts and oh. cutting their stories and cutting their lives. The shards of our brokenness cutting others. That is why we take care of ourselves. That's why we take care of ourselves. How do we get our heart ready for the new that God has? Yeah, I think then I think that so those those are kind of like the clear out things of of the of the process. I. I, I think because hope is that war-torn defiance, I do want to invite us to go back for that word, to go back for that verse. I'm immersing myself in worship at times, like just when I'm going about my office or set times as well, because when I can't say it out, I, I need it sung over me. <laughs> I need it sung over me. And so right now, that's just some YouTube... like. <laughs> <laughs> YouTube worship, here we go. Right. But I'm having it and um, I'm, I'm, I'm inviting God to meet me in that. Mm. For others, it will be silence. For others, it, you know, it'll be what, whatever creates that space for your soul to breathe. Yeah. I want to invite you to do that. And that's harder at different stages. I mean, like when my kids were small, I mean, Cheryl, you know the, you know the drill. Yes. I mean, you're just trying. And it's like, okay, so what we're saying, children, is mummy can just about have a, a, like two second quiet time in the bathroom before yeah. you knock on the door and say, no. can I? Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. so I'm, and so I'm not saying, I'm, I'm saying under the faithfulness of God and the grace of God, the quality might come in snippets because some of us ain't got time for a retreat. Some of us can, and others are like, I will do that when my child is five and they're physically in school. Right. And I'm, and or, but I might do that after I've napped a thousand naps because I'm tired. <laughs> or like me, where I'm like, I have to wait till my kids are teenagers before I can step fully into ministry. I just knew what was on my plate and I knew I couldn't show up the way I yeah. wanted to. And yeah. so there, there are these gaps and moments for women where it's like, this is not a good time and that's okay. Yeah. I'm not going to lose what God has called me to do. It doesn't mm -hmm. leave me. It just is put on pause for a minute. Yeah. Right. And it's not, and it's not in vain and it's not wasted. It's not in vain and it's not wasted. And so I, I would say that we can prepare our hearts by, by, I think there is a, I think there's a posture thing in terms of God, what do I need to hear? What do you want to hear? What do you want to say? I, I don't even know what I feel, but is there, I, I find I'm better prepared when I know that there's some honest communication going on. Is there some honest communication going on? Um, so good. And, that, and, and are there people you need to be talking to? Like this is, I know we can't pull our people close physically necessarily. Yeah. Um, but who are you, who's, who's, who's asking you the questions? Cause when we don't know the answers, sometimes, um, and let's face it, 2021, 20, we don't know the answers, but we do need to know the questions Right. be asking ourselves and it may be some of your significant others and when I say that I don't necessarily mean spouse it could be your sister it could be your friend but the people who are significant in your life so who know the questions to ask you that will pull out the things that are in you that you would would be afraid to say to someone else you would um you don't have the ease to say to someone else but because you because you're just not sure whether that person's going to cuss you out so you need to say to someone who's going to love you um and love you anyway i think those sort of because some of us are more introverted so we do this on our own others we need the interaction to draw out what's happening don't feel inadequate about either engage in what is you Oh, and that's a way to prepare. Because here's the thing. Oh, our preparation is this, at least for the, until we know what's happening, the preparation won't be about what we deliver. It's about how we develop. It really is. I and these that. things can help us. I love that. And so, and so for those that feel um, really 
not only beaten up by the year, because we can blame a lot, we could pin a lot on 2020. Mm-hmm. If truth be told, those that haven't leapt haven't leapt for bigger reasons beyond mm-hmm. 2020. Yeah. Those that have been defeated in their minds have struggled with that for some time. Mm-hmm. Uh, either externally been told that they couldn't or internally have struggled that they could. And so, I, you know, how do we, what would you say to the woman who wants to, who really desperately wants to step in to the big, bold things that God has called them to, but can't seem to get out of here. Yeah. And I'm pointing you, in my and, mind for those that are listening mm-hmm. in struggles in our mind. Yeah. I would say to her, I mean, and, and I think for women, that is the, one of the biggest fights is that battle in your mind. Um, because if, if that, because the thing is, the thing is, if the, if the battle over the mind is won, the enemy doesn't have to worry about anything else because you ain't going to do nothing. Ain't going to do anything. Um, and so I would say if there's a battle in your mind, first of all, clearly there's a fight that's happening because the enemy's a little threatened. Agreed. Do you know what I mean? It's not, it's not like, ah, I can leave that because she ain't got it. So the, irony, the irony is when the fight comes, it's because there's something worth fighting for. That's right. And somebody somewhere's got something to lose. Um, and so I want to encourage you, um, I, again, on those ones, you really do want to remember what God has said about you. I often use Psalm 139 as a, and there are seasons in my life when I've used it about my body. You know, I praise you, God, because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know it full well. My skin is fearfully and wonderfully made. My arms are wonderful. But, but other times it's like, Lord, you knew what you were doing when you made me. So when you made me, you made me with these dreams and these goals. And I'm going to thank you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm not, not, I'm not too much. I'm not, not enough. I'm, and that's a louder word. You speak a louder, but you have to speak that louder word over yourself from time to time. And then I want to, but then I want to ask you to go another step further if that, because otherwise you, you, you kind of, okay, you wrap yourself up. There, there will be, there will need to be a practical thing that you do. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask you, and it's something I talk about in Ready to Rise. I say, you know, imagine that the gifts, you have your gifts under the Christmas tree. Um, and, but this time it's not you and your kids or you and your friends or whoever. This time it's the Heavenly Father and he's given you some gifts. Mm-hmm. He's given you gifts of it's that way you have with numbers that way that communication that this that and the other which gifts have you left unwrapped mm, oh which, that's so good or you open them and you're like oh maybe that's a boy gift you shut it oh someone's i don't know how to use that gift or it's shut. too big a gift it couldn't be for me couldn't possibly be for me that gift ain't got my name on or I don't know how to use that gift. Well, none of us knew how to ride that bike. We just all liked the idea of it. We learned. And I, but I want to invite us to unwrap one or unwrap, start to unwrap them and then say, and what's my next step? So if you're saying, you know what? I don't, it makes no sense right now, but this whole thing about speaking and communication is something in my life. I don't know what to do about that because we don't have buildings that are open. Well, buildings with a vehicle, Call is the call. So you begin to, st- I would encourage you to start writing down or recording. What are the things that you feel God's wanting you to say? Oh, what are you being stirred about? So good. What, what's, what, what's, what, right? If, if, even if you're right, it's nobody. Is, and then, then you ask yourself, do I write? Is this something I should share on an Instagram live? Because it's free. I love free. Is it something for Instagram live? <laughs> Big fan of free. Um, is it something that's a blog? Is it a podcast? That's not as free as any of you think it is. Let me tell you. Um, is it a, but 
But then what, what you're doing is you're interacting and you're, and when I say this to all of us, I say it not as a, this is what you've got to achieve. This is experimental. This is us exploring, testing out a call. Mm-hmm. And we're testing to see what sticks. We're testing to see what's robust. And then we're testing to see what, what doesn't stick. And then we're asking ourselves, is that because we're not meant to do this? Is it because we're learning? Is it a growth? But you're beginning to flex in the area of the call. Joe Saxon, please talk to me about, and by the way, just so that you know, for those that are, have listened to part one and are now digging deep, pens out, pens, pencils out, getting into this incredibly rich conversation, half of these questions, Joe has not been prepared for people. I'm just throwing them <laughs> out. She's good like that. She is good like that. Um, Joe, talk to me about the bravery required to leap. Oh, sis. Mm. Um, I mean, and you know what, this is why I say the preparation matters. You can't run a race well, you can, but you hurt yourself, but you can't run a long distance race without the preparation. Mm. So, and, and so that's why even the sleep, I'm not as brave when my body is all over the shop because I'm out of my tiny mind. When I've, when I, when I'm in the food coma of the junk food that I lived on for a week, I'm just not as together. So I would ask you to think yourselves before we, before we take that leap, what makes you brave? What are the things that when you look back on your life, what have been the conditions that have, that have caused you to take a step? Who were the people that supported you and cheered them, cheered you on? What were the prayers you prayed? What were, the, what were those things? Because you need that. And, and, but then I want to remind us that bravery rarely feels brave. It rarely feels brave. It rarely feels courageous. It feels like you, 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 when you, again, we look at the example of Paul, who was nuts and one of the bravest leaders that we see in the, in the, um, and in the New Testament. And we, and the thing I like about Paul is that he's very clear. He tells you what he went through. I got beat up like this. I got beat up like this. I had a shit wreck. He tells you all oh, that. It was clearly a mess. Do you know what I mean? He's not like, oh no, everything's great. God is still on his throne. God's on his throne, but this is how much it hurt. You know I mean? <laughs> he tells it all. But he talks about going in weakness and um, about God's power being made perfect. And I can't remember which translation it is. I think it might be the message where it says God's power comes into its own in our weakness. Mm-hmm. And so if you're feeling weak on that leap, that's all right because it's coming into its own. Now, it, and, and I ask you, the reason why I say about the preparation and the people is because sometimes they may help modify or quali- they might say, actually, that's not the brave step. This is the brave step or jump hard further or that's not, that's not brave. That's reckless. So you, <laughs> you, mean you have those people in your life, but there is that sense of you're taking a, a step in weakness and you're inviting God by the power of his spirit to give you the courage to do the thing. And then you do the thing. Mm. And, you know, earlier in our conversation, you were giving us a, na- a beautiful analogy about running a marathon. I know that that's a big part of your life and that's sort of how you clear mm. and focus and recalibrate. And that beautiful analogy of that, you know, and we've seen it so many times done so many ways, but that person that wants to give up, Mm-hmm. And here you come along sort of as the, the comrade saying, we're going to cross this line together. Mm-hmm. And so let's cross the line together right now. I always have a phrase in my family, we leave no soldier behind. Mm, and so, so good. And so for the person who feels like it has been too crushing, yeah. they have lost too much to yeah. rise again. Yeah. You would say what? I would, I would say I'm sorry for all the... <laughs> For all 
all the things. The Bible talks about him storing our tears in a bottle. And I know yours is overflowing, you know. Um, it's, the Bible says, uh, I think Psalm 34, about the Lord is close to the broken heart and near those who are crushed in spirit. But I would say to you, your Redeemer lives. Yeah. And, and I would say to you, sometimes we rise because we somehow have a little adrenaline rush, spirit-filled <laughs> rush. Sometimes we rise because people pick us up. Yes. And, and the point isn't how well we get up. It's that we get up. It does the, the point isn't how whether we're smiling or all that kind of stuff. But I would I would say to you who who are crushed that 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 it may be that people come and carry you until you until your legs are strong again. And that but because he is your redeemer and the and the word in the Hebrew, I think is Ga'al, something like that. And it means um it, the the word pictures around it as someone who buys back what has been lost through poverty, through helplessness, violence, or even our own fault. And so it covers all of the things. Your Redeemer lives. You know, maybe you made some terrible mistakes and that's why you're on the floor. Your Redeemer lives. Maybe it was through no fault of your own. Your Redeemer lives. Maybe you were helpless and vulnerable and, and have been victim to the systems and the strategies of a, of a world that, that weren't set, designed for your, your prospering. Your Redeemer lives. Mm. Um, and... And I think in those moments, that's that's how we circle you. And I and I want to. And for those of us who feel like, yeah, I, I see that. I want to remind all of us to keep our eyes open for the for the soldier, the fellow soldier. That's a good one. Keep your eyes open for the who needs to hear that their redeemer lives. Who needs to share your idea, your plan to get up again? Yeah. Who needs, this, this isn't a, it's not as a com- competition, but it's a testimony. Yeah. Who needs to hear? Who needs to hear that their gifts are still valid and need? Oh my gosh! Fire and use. Can I just say assume that of a woman? Can I just say assume any of you assume that woman around you needs to hear it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can I just say assume mm-hmm. that that person on the margins has not been told it enough? Oh my goodness! Listen, now you've got me asking another question. Joe Joe Saxon did not sign up for this. People, I'm telling you. <laughs> Our original, our original email just had us a smattering of questions, and now we've got this two-part series. This is unbelievable. What, what is the enemy? I, I'm throwing you way off this. I, I didn't give you any chance to prepare, but I know mm-hmm. you are a deep well, Joe Saxton. Let me just say this while I've got the floor. You've got, you are a deep well. What is the enemy of our calling? Or enemy? Mm-hmm. Name them. Let's name them for those, those that are struggling. Mm. I think the lies, the lies that bind the old, and let, let me tell you, that I put the lies into a number of categories, the lies that tell you who you were supposed to be instead of who you are. And they might be old school, like childhood, you are always this, you ain't ever going to be this, those lies. They may be societal lies. Society, some of them are the broken, the things that people have told us. Some of them are the things that the world at large told us. When I was growing up, I mean, I'm like my family are Nigerian immigrants emigrated to um, England in the '60s, and and Nigerians were apparently criminals, and um, and we were we're all except with the exception of my mother, we're all tall, we're all very dark skinned, and we were deemed threatening. These are the lies. These are the lies which go against fearfully and wonderfully made. Um, these are the lies that exhaust you, that deplete you, that you see people respond to before they get to know you. Um, and so that may, sometimes the thing that take the, the enemy may be that lie that you have reacted to or have been bound by or believed. Um, I think the other comparison, 
Mm. Comparison is the enemy of calling. Unpack that. Comparison, because I think if you're busy trying to have someone else's call, you won't step into yours. And if you don't own, again, it's that owning your voice. Uh, um, I think it was Einstein who said, be a voice, not an echo. And, and how, how many of us are trying to be uh, who are, who are, and we get it, but, and some of it is because we didn't have the investment. We didn't have the mentoring. We didn't have the encouragement to flourish as we were. So all we've got is we see who has made it and are trying to be like them. Mm. And, and hopefully that'll get us that for those of us who are ministry focused and want the book deal or whatever, maybe if I do what they did, but that's not what you do. And we haven't got that confidence and that courage and that raw hope yeah. to say that me living in the lane that God has given me is a good lane. And wherever that ends up, he will fulfill his purpose for me. Um, and, I, and I get that. I get why we feel that. I get why I get why we will do an almost version of someone else rather than the us, because we'd rather have a piece of that than nothing. I get that. I think the challenge and, and the hardest thing, I because I sometimes hear people I'm like, oh, you know, uh, I want to say there's no scarcity. It's like, yeah, there ain't for you, but there has been. Let's not pretend. Let's not pretend that our God isn't scarce. No, God isn't scarce. But when you have been, when you're in the boardroom and you see you're the only woman in that room and there, and you know, there are other qualified women, you know, you know what scarcity looks like Mm -hmm. because you had to work twice as good to be there. Or if you are, if you, if you're a woman who's a speaker and there's an event and you see that rotating woman of color who comes through, you know, the one, you know, pick of the year (laughs) who comes through, you, you, Exactly. My my situation has been, oh, we, you know, so many times we'd love to have you, but we already have so-and-so. And And I'm like, oh, the, the, the one, the other, you've already filled your, uh, your minority slot. I go ahead. Thank you. Thank you. you. I don't Um, dehumanize at all by that one. Thank you so much. You're so kind. Right. Um, And, but, and so you feel the scarcity because you don't even want to compare because you don't want to compete, but you end up doing because there's, there's these, you've got these crumbs. Mm. you get these crumbs for the table and and at that point you don't have the courage to build your own table yet because that table seems to offer everything mm. and it's, you know, hard. it's hard it's hard and it's these lies will trip you up and you know and for the woman who is um who has two enemies in the ring and it's a tag team match and you're you're, you're outgunned you've got both lies and comparison it, it's 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 the woman who has this bold call um you know the old church the old you know the the old guard would use this word anointed i don't yeah. hear that word mm-hmm. enough you are yeah. anointed to do you know god's stamp of approval to do that thing and you're so good at it but you come home to maybe a controlling marriage oh. uh, you know an abusive situation or yeah. made to feel less than or you're in a church setting where yeah. you're being preached and taught that your voice does not belong here. You cannot, pre- you know, and so you're battling what you have been taught or told versus what is burning and raging inside of you. And you've got to make that bold decision. Will I be what you have said or will I be what God has called me to be? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I can't, it's hard. It's so hard and so difficult because and it's no wonder why, you know, and probably this is a, the, 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 the enemy that was probably in my head when I was thinking of lies in comparison of imposter syndrome, that, that it really, it, it brutalizes you. This, this stuff can brutalize you. And I, I don't, I've seen so many women burn out by these things. 
Yeah. I've seen so many women who are destroyed by these things or who've walked away from the church on account of these things, who've walked away from the call of God on their lives, whatever it looked like, wherever it was placed, because it was just too hard um, and just too painful and difficult and it's hard to believe like let me give you a really random random story but it has a point years ago right I'm tall I'm tall and I'm disproportionately tall so I always have to have long do you call them pants or trousers what's the story in Canada (laughs) pants yes okay um so I always have to have long I always have to have long pants and um and I remember going shopping one time. I must have been 18, 19. And I was trying to find jeans and they were none of them. None of the stores were long enough because you can try and make other things fit, but they're slightly disproportionate if they don't, you know, they're at the, you have proportions, proportions, yes. people. And I remember talking to the Lord out loud and saying, God, I have gone to every shop, every shop, and I don't fit that mold. And it's very hard to believe that there is some, that there is nothing wrong with me. That it's very hard to believe that there is nothing wrong with me. I got it. Years right. later, drive it home. Drive it home. You know what I mean? Years later, the shops got their act together and started recognizing that not that maybe not everybody was five foot four. And God bless you if you're five foot four. Um, you know what I mean? The, the shops worked out that there were some women who were five foot two, and there were some who were six foot one, and that some people needed a twenty five inch inside leg, and some people needed a thirty five or thirty six inch inside leg kind of thing. Um, and but at that time we had to be strong enough to believe that there wasn't anything wrong with us and do a kind of wandering into some wilderness place and finding some obscure store here and then taking it to be tailored here just so that you could wear a, pair, a set of jeans. And I feel, and it's, I tell you what, that story is hit. Oh, me too. I haven't thought about it for 20, 30 years, but it's on my mind almost every day right now when I think of women leaders. Because it's okay to not fit the mold. Yeah. In fact, we're not expected. You don't fit it. The reason why it's uncomfortable is because it doesn't fit you. The reason why you feel like a fake is because it ain't you. The reason why you can't do it is because you can't do it. You cannot compromise your God-given design, your God-given wiring for the approval of someone who isn't going to approve of you anyway. Uh, They already didn't do it. And sometimes you can't do it because you're not called for it. And And not every good thing is the God thing. And also sometimes we only think because we like, we got a call and that was the only option that the mold that was giving looked like this. And you're like, well, I feel I'm called to do something. So I'm just going to walk towards that mold because there ain't anything else for me. Create one, create your table, build your, and it is longer and it is harder and it is lonely and it's tough. Gather your people, build a table that works because this stuff sucks. Ladies and gentlemen, we're just going to pass the offering at this time. If you could, I'm going to call the choir to come. If you could prepare your offering, your seed as we go before the table. Listen, that was a preach right there. Um, ladies and gentlemen who are listening, we are talking to Joe Saxon as we begin to wind up. I've got one and a half questions left for her. Half is a surprise that she's not aware of. Um, but uh, we are speaking about... Um, not only the reflections of 2020 in part one and how we position ourselves in 2021, but we're speaking about her book, Ready to Rise. Guys, everyone needs to grab a copy of this book, How to Own Your Voice, Gather Your Community, and Step Into Your Influence. If there was ever a book needed for us to recalibrate, reposition, reframe our thinking as we step out of this chaotic year into the new thing, the brave thing, 
thing that God has called us for. It's that book available anywhere, everywhere. Mm. Um, let's let's. I want book clubs to start with this guy. Yes, we need to we need to sit and reason and reckon with this book and let it go down deep. Uh, Joe Saxon, what what what's your hope for this book? As we're talking about this book, you wrote it for a specific purpose. God mm-hmm. gave you a a, a a a real defined calling for this book. What is your hope? My hope is that my hope is that it come it unlocks something in women so they can rise up and do what God's called them to do. I like. Um, that that's it really i just <laughs> i hope that it's a companion guide for them and their friends and their peers whatever age and stage you're at whether you're a grandmother or you're just starting college you know what i mean that it that it empowers them to say okay this world right here is a dumpster fire but god has called me to such a time as this in this you know and also he always called people at crazy times always so i, I my prayer is that this equips you for the crazy days that we're in and not just to survive not just to survive, not just to be like, okay, I'm, I'm loved. Yes, all of that's important and true, but that you rise into your kingdom calling, that you start businesses, that you launch nonprofits, that you write books because, oh my gosh, that you speak on whatever vehicles because there aren't enough people, please, please. We want, do you know what I mean? That we, that, right. not, yes, you might have a message someone else has, but no one has it the way you tell it. Right. You know, that you write songs, that you, um, that you build, that you that you have courageous conversations in your family about th- about family systems. That you say you're an alcoholic to the person who needs to be that 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 needs to be said to. That will change your family for generations, yo, generations. Um, that you um that you get involved at church for the first time. That you acknowledge you have an eating disorder and you're 35, but you can get help. That you rise into whatever. You know what I mean? That chains fall and you do the thing. That's what I want to see because. The, uh, the what's happening right now isn't it it isn't it it ain't it i don't even think that you knew fully what the landscape or the background of the book would have been no. Who knew when you wrote this book that it would be released in the hotbed the the the, the lava <laughs> of 2020 no. Right? I wouldn't have read it. I would have gone to bed <laughs> and slept a thousand sleeps. But now here in in in, the, in this sort of providential move of God, it has become this beautiful, powerful tool to pull us out. And so I'm so excited about that. And I want every woman listening, even men, to grab a copy of this book because mm. it's such it will lift the spirit. It will it will redefine the call, the joy, the purpose, the bravery, all of it for you. Yeah. Yeah. And can I can I speak to the men for a second for twofold reasons? Because like with every book, like you and I have read books by white men that have transformed our lives. Do you know what I mean? Or because the content is the content. And so, yes, I would say there's something for you in it because there's, because when there's something for people, wherever we are, I'll always want to be a lifelong learner from everybody of every culture, every ethnicity, every life stage. But I would also say if you have influence in the context where you have women on your teams, where you are, where you are the decision maker, the king maker, the power broker. Do you know what I mean? Whether you know, and God's put, God's put you in that position. You're the church leader, and you'll want to encourage. Or you're a father, an right. uncle. Do you know what I mean? What? Read it for that too. Right. Read and, it for that reason too. And, so, and it facilitates the conversations you can have. 
Exactly. And to those that are listening, this is not the only book that the incredible Joe Saxon has read. I want you to go to her website, joesaxon.com. Do I have yeah. that right? Um, there are some incredible, incredible tools there for you uh, to really equip you well and launch you well into this new year. Are you ready, Miss Joe, for your surprise question? I am. <laughs> Ready? Let's get ready. It's going to be a doozy because I know your answer is going to be incredible and uh, and it's going to be uh, rich. And I think we're going to have to sail out, as the Bible says. <laughs> on this. When you look over the landscape of 2020 mm-hmm. and in the backdrop, sort of using your book as the as the undercurrent for this question, mm-hmm. finish this sentence. It's time for what? It's time for. It's time for us to let go of our versions of church and ministry, in some cases, community and being for a world that no longer exists, to let go of the nostalgia that going backwards is forward, and to value the day of small beginnings, the reality of innovation. And to embrace the tender, I think, to choose your words, defiant hope Mm. that may take some time, but can build something new in partnership with the one who is making all things new. Mm. And now we're going to flip it because you are you are Joe Saxton. So let's dig one more one more layer, shall we, as we get ready Mm. to close. Let's flip it. What is it not time for? What is it not? Time for. It is not time for denying. It's not time for denial that deep issues exist. Mm. It's not time for superficial platitudes, um, calling uniformity unity, Um, saying peace, peace when there is no peace, Um, by being assuming that sentiments demolish and change systems. Oh my gosh. It is not time for not listening, for being too afraid to to hear the truth that would actually set us all free. Mm. It's not time for denial or hiding. Joe Saxton, there are no words to thank you for being with me today and, and having this incredible journey. I, I feel like it God has been through all of this, the, the reflecting back, the painful, hard truths of what was yeah. repositioning into what can be. Yeah. Um, as we close out, any last words for those that would be listening and have stumbled? By the way, no one stumbles. There's nothing as, uh, that I call an accident. You have, mm. have landed here for a divine reason, and that is to hear the words of this incredible vessel. Any last words? Um, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases and his mercies never come to an end they're new every morning great is his faithfulness amen and amen Joe thank you so much for coming on the path it's girl (laughs) there are no words thank you for having me so much fun you are a blessing uh, to the kingdom to the world to so many women to my life and from here on forward you are my sister friend oh yes yes you are my it is what it is it is what it is thank you it is what it is thank you for being on the path 
people, 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 there are not enough words to explain how much I learned from the one and only Joe Saxon in conversation with her. My pages are full. My journal is being uh, written over and over with many, many entries. There's so many lessons we can glean. I hope that you were encouraged by this conversation, inspired, ignited. I am lit up and ready to rise for 2021. And it is all about posture. It's how we position ourselves and posture ourselves so that God can pour in in the way and in the capacity that we want him to. Guys, we got to be ready to hold and receive this stuff. So we got to do the work before we execute the work. Do you understand what I mean by that? Do the emotional, spiritual work so that we can handle and carry and execute the things that God has given us. Guys, we're stepping into the bold. We're stepping into the big, into the new, into the unknown. And I'm so glad that we can do this together. I'm not on my own and you're not on your own either. So guys, I thank you so much for being with us on the path. And speaking of being with us, I got to shout out a couple of countries, guys, people that are showing me love that I just cannot let this first episode of the year go by without shouting them out. Some countries that I'm just so thankful for. Number one, Ireland. I, I don't know if I got family out there or cousins or neighbors, but I'm telling you, Ireland, I just Thank you so much for listening to On the Path and spreading the word over there. I see you, Ireland. Thank you so much. And of course, the U.S. of A. Got to shout out all my world changers, warriors, powerhouses in America. Thank you so much for listening and spreading the word about this podcast and loving me. I love you right back. And I got a shout out. This is incredible. My brothers and sisters in Africa. Thank you so much in Malawi, especially we are tracking number two for Christian podcasts and get this number eight for all podcasts of all genres. We are top 10 y'all out in Africa. I love it. And last but not least, my people in Canada, eh? <laughs> this is a shout out to all my Canadians. Guys, would you do me a favor? This would be my belated Christmas gift. Would you please go to Spotify? Would you please go to Apple and just throw a review up? Tell people how much you're enjoying on the path, what you're learning, uh, how it's inspiring you. And let's Let's build an army. Let's build an army of people that are growing, that are uh, fierce, that are full of faith. Uh, as I always say, that are bold, brilliant, and brave. Guys, we have so much in store for you. And I'm going to give you a little bit of a sneak peek. If you stay to the end of this podcast, you deserve a special surprise. There is something that I'm working on coming down the pipe in the in the land of podcasts that I think is going to be a beautiful daily addition, hint, hint, to your life. You're going to love it. It's just going to fit in your pocket and it's going to light you up. And I can't wait to talk to you about it more. Until then, guys, as I always say, keep living, keep learning, Keep loving and get ready to rise into 2021. I'll see you on the path. Thanks for listening. Please like, download, and subscribe. This has been an Exusia Media production.